Welcome back to another episode of Blessed is She That Believe. We're in season one, episode 17. And this is a continuation of last week's lesson. Um, well, podcast, I'll say not lesson. I'm so in teacher mode and it's summertime. <laughs> last week's podcast, which was, um, ah, what was the name of it? I know it was episode 16. <laughs> last week's podcast was, hold on y'all. I can't believe I forgot it. What is wrong with me? I'm on summer brain. Anyway, I was like really professional. And now, anyway, God had always has possibles. That was, <laughs> that was the name of the podcast. So we're doing a continuation. This is part two. So we're going to wrap it up uh, this week. And y'all, we're coming to the end of season one. And I told y'all I had some special stuff going on. And I'm going to hold my end of that and i'm not gonna tell you what the special things are but the special things will happen (laughs) before we go any further let's go to the lord in prayer Heavenly father thank you for each and every listener today or this week or whenever father god i just thank you for all ears to be opened by you lord allow our ears to be on the same frequency as your voice lord use your holy spirit to speak to our hearts and minds as your word goes forth today thank you for your vessel use your vessel father god to continue to do your work in jesus name we pray amen so we're going to get back into it um we left off with talking about elijah and he was in the cave this is in first kings chapter 19. he was in a cave he was frustrated he was upset because you know like in his mind he was the last person alive he was the last prophet alive you know and he was doing all of this stuff and these people were still not doing what he expected them to do and you know it's like god is where are you you're watching me go through all of this pain and suffering and i'm doing all this stuff in your name you know Whew. i have to get quiet on that because there's a verse and this is completely off of not on my notes remember i told y'all i didn't type my notes i found this in my notebook so that's when you're going to be hearing the pages flipped and stuff that's what you're going to be hearing um you do a whole bunch of work in the name of the lord but you know i have to look the scripture up because i believe it's relevant to what we're studying Elijah, to recap, Elijah prayed and there was no rain in the land for three years. And of course, that was what the Lord wanted him to do because the people were worshiping idols. And of course, the first uh, rule is you should have no other gods before me. And they had other gods before the Lord. Um, Hold on. Yeah, um, I'm just pausing because this is like taking me on a whole different, um, journey here. Um, speak, Holy Spirit. So here it is. Um, The people were worshiping Bilal and Ashtaroth. They are actually, um, I believe they're fertility gods, fertility god and goddess. And um, yeah, so they were worshiping these things. And of course, God don't like that. He don't like when we put things before him. And a lot of people think idols are little wooden statues or gold statues or, you know, the little things that are you know, in certain places that we go, I'm not going to get specific, but you know what I'm talking about. If you know what I mean? So no, those are idols. Don't get me wrong. Those are idols, but those aren't the only things you're holding the idol in your hand. Like 95% of you are probably holding your idol in your hand. You know, I'm talking about that cell phone. And let's look at, if you hear any snoring, that's my dog. It's like storming here. 
and thundering and she don't like that she does not like that so if you hear snoring light snoring that's her okay you may hear a little whimpering and stuff because she'll probably start fighting whatever in her sleep so i'm sorry for that (laughs) um but think about the name of the phone because a lot of people have these phones it's an iphone You are your own idol. You are your own God. iPhone. I this. I that. I that. Putting I in front of everything. That's making yourself an idol. I mean, you may not think of it that way, but that's the subtlety of the enemy. Um, I have a I have a galaxy, by the way, because galaxies are better. But anyway, <laughs> so the. The whole purpose is for Satan to use subtlety to get us to take our eyes off the Lord. And what we do is we end up putting things and people and ideas before God. And that is wrong. So on so many levels, everybody has done it. Everybody has done it. And you don't even know you're doing it. That's why you got to repent and you got to ask the Lord for forgiveness like daily. So, you know, and my pastor just said yesterday in service, he said, I wake up asking the Lord for forgiveness because I don't know what was running in my mind while I was asleep. You know, like it's, it's, it's to that point. Um, you just don't know because we, we get duped and I know we're very smart and we're intelligent people, but yeah, smart, intelligent people get duped as well. And to be honest, sometimes it's easier to dupe a smart, intelligent person because they're relying so much on their intellect versus someone who may not be as intelligent yeah so we have to be careful that's why we have to be sober we have to be vigilant because our adversary the devil walks about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and i'm gonna keep harping on that one because that's a very important scripture so um the reason why i I had to pause because it's like the holy spirit was directing me to this verse it's in matthew chapter 7 verse 22 Um, before I jump to that verse, once again, let's recap. So Elijah prayed because the Lord told him to pray. Um, and he, and through the prayer, the Lord shut the heavens up. So there was no rain in the land for three years. So the land went through drought, went through famine because stuff was dying. They couldn't eat. Um, and then after three years, the Lord sent Elijah to, um, Ahab, and he was like, oh, you're the troublemaker. Like, dude, hush. So um, Elijah ends up having like a fire contest with the prophets of Bilal or Baal. Excuse me, not Bilal, but Baal. Um, he had a contest, fire contest with the prophets of Baal. And you can read all this. This is in 1 Kings chapter 17 through 19. So um, as he, I, this is this particular um scenario happened in chapter 18 um elijah basically said okay this is what we're gonna do since y'all want to worship these idols all right we're gonna build an altar you build an altar to your gods i'm gonna build an altar to my god and we're gonna have the same kind of meat everything's gonna be set up the same way all right and make everything even and i'm gonna even let y'all go first whichever god answers by fire that is the one true god so all of these prophets of Baal, they out there. I mean, y'all, it's so much, it's so much into like you have got to read chapter 18. It, it the word jumps out at you. Like it, you, you can't run through it. And that's why I'm stammering so much because you can't just run through that chapter. You have to take it bit by bit. You have to take it word by word, line by line, precept upon precept. You have to t- oh my gosh, it's so rich. Okay. Um they are out there cutting themselves doing all of this dancing whatever they can do to get the attention of their god which we know their god is not even alive okay and it's a lesson it's so many things tied into that because i mean think about praise and worship in churches today Oh, we got a light show. We got a concert going on. We doing all of this. Yeah. Okay. So now, uh, fast forward to Elijah and his cake, because obviously 
the one true God answered by fire. And that was the God of Elijah. Okay. Sent that fire down. Elijah even went as far as on this altar to pour water. So much water. In fact, it built. He had. It was a trench around the altar. The water filled up the trench. When he prayed to God. The one true God. When he prayed to him. The great I am. Alpha and Omega. When he prayed to Abba. Father. El Shaddai. The most high. When he prayed to him. Fire came from heaven and lapped up all the water. I ain't never seen fire burn up water, but it did. It did. And Elijah slew the 400 prophets of Baal. And then Jezebel, after everything was said and done, because then Elijah went and he prayed and rain came. That's a whole, y'all, it's a lot. Beast. Chapter 17, 18, and 19, these three chapters have so much in them. It, child, listen. So, after that, Jezebel sends a, le a letter, <laughs> writing them letters, sends a letter and says, look, um, when I find you, you're going to be just like these prophets. You Just like just like these prophets, you're going to be just like them. I'm going to kill you. So, he took off running. Now, you just prayed from heaven for fire to come down, but now you're running from something. Okay. So, he, that's why he that's why he was in a cave that's why in chapter 19 you see him he's in a cave that's why god was like why are you here what you doing here you ain't supposed to be like what, what are you doing but then elijah rattles all of this stuff off um he says i did this i have been doing this i have been doing i'm the only one who's still alive God didn't even acknowledge what he was saying. He didn't even acknowledge that. Because the Lord then sent an earthquake. He sent the wind. He sent um, fire. And he wasn't in any of those things. Which goes to show God can be in those things. But he's not. We're going to most of the time. He's going to talk to us in a still small voice. That is how he. That's how he. I mean. Every time the Lord, except for that one time I tried him and he had to show me, <laughs> whew, I talked about that last week. I'm not going to go into it, but, um, most of the time, 90%, 90, 95, 99% of the time, God is going to answer a still small voice. He tells us to be still and know that he's God. It's that quietness. Oh gosh. When I think about the quietness of the Lord and how heavy his presence is when he is the quiet it's the stillness that's why the bible tells us to not quench the holy spirit when the lord visits us through his holy spirit it just he just falls so heavy it's it's like you can't even move sometimes you just have to sit there in the presence because you can't move sometimes you can't even talk all you have are tears streaming down your like it's it's beautiful it is so beautiful in his presence i love being in the presence of my father like you don't understand for me to even get to this point where i can call him my father and see him as my father it took a long time for me to even see him as my father because of all of the stuff that i have been through I couldn't trust him to provide for me. But he said he's Jehovah Jireh. But see, that was the lie of the enemy. The enemy didn't want him to see, want me to see him as a provider. He didn't want me to see him as my father. And to trust and believe that he's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. It's not going to be on my time. It's going to be on his time. But his time is always right. His time is always perfect. He makes all things beautiful in his time. And that is the most beautiful thing a father can do is give his child something that they need something that they have been praying for in the right time when someone loves you they make you wait mm. jesus that when someone loves you they make you wait they don't they don't make you they don't give it to you when you want it that's why kids have tantrums Sorry, y'all. I had to check on something. But anyway, um, that's that's the, the thing. A good parent, they don't make their child wait because they're being mean. It's not time. And a parent who really knows their child, oh, man, they know when the right time is 
for that child to start riding a bike without training wheels. They know when the right time is for a child to start eating solid food. They know when the right time it is for a child to go to a dance. You know, like a good parent knows their child. And that's how I, I, it's like my eyes were finally open and I was able to see, you know what? He really is my father. He really is my father. And he really he knows me. He he already said he did. He or does. He already says that. He know my my name is written in the palm of his hand. That's in Isaiah. He says your name is written in the palm of his hand. He can't forget you. And see the enemy a lie and say God doesn't think he forgot about me. No. No. Don't let the enemy lie to you. That's why you got to read up on your word. You got to study your word to show yourself approved. You have to study this word. This word is life. Don't let the enemy, don't let the enemy lie to you like that. The enemy is a liar. God remembers you. He knows you by name. The very hairs on your head are numbered. Do you know what it means to be numbered? Your the hairs on your head have been given an assigned number. So you might see some hair that fell out your head this morning. That might have been number 582,322. Seriously, a number means it has been assigned. It wasn't just random. It was everything. He is the great architect. Everything he has designed this. Look at every detail, every intricacy of a tree. Who could have done that? Yeah. Oh, evolution. No, that's a lie from the enemy. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. You can't sit here and tell me the very veins of a leaf is evolution. Who does that? Who can structure something that way? The whole universe, the solar system is structured. Everything is structured and ordered. Because God is not the author of confusion. There was no Big Bang Theory. Oh, it was a Big Bang and everything just fell into place. The, the devil's a liar. A nasty, filthy liar. He's a liar. God orchestrated every single thing to move and to flow the way he designed it to everything has a purpose everything living and breathing on this earth right now has a purpose you have a purpose you are here for purpose on purpose you have a purpose and don't let the enemy lie to you it is some there is somebody on here listening the enemy has been beating you up has been telling you you're nothing has been telling you you don't have you don't even need to live anymore you nobody loves you that is a lie from the pits of hell and i'm here to tell you that the lord loves you he has orchestrated and ordained you to be here for such a time as this receive what i'm saying receive what i'm saying that i don't even mm. so I said all that to say, Elijah, he's in a cave. A lot of times we're looking for the movement of God to be something big, something. It is the little things. It's the smile of a child. It's the laughter of a baby. It's here in the ocean. To remind us of God's presence. It's the little things. I go to the beach every year for my birthday. And the Lord always shows up for me. I go to the same spot every year. Sometimes I go throughout the year and the Lord always, he always meets me there. No, he's not at the beach. The Lord, Holy Spirit lives within me. It's just that I purpose myself to go and seek him out. And I love the ocean. Because it reminds me of how small I am. And it reminds me to, like, have you ever just stood by an ocean? The water stops. <laughs> the water stops. It doesn't overtake the beach. It doesn't flood the island where I live. It stops in the same spot. Every single time it comes in. Every time the tide comes in, it just... It stops and goes back out. And I look at that like it has a set motion. It has a set speed. Everything is set. Or have you ever looked at the sunrise? 
Have you ever just gotten up early in the morning to look at sunrise? It's new every single day. It is never the same sunrise. It's never the same sunset. It's, it looks like somebody painted it and they took their time to paint the sky with all these different shades and colors. I, It's beautiful sometimes I look up and I just cry. Because I'm like, if the Lord did all of that, then how much more would he do that with my life? Or is doing that in my life? You just have to wait. A piece of thread doesn't know its purpose. But when we look at a quilt, <laughs> we see the beauty. We don't see that singular piece of thread, but we see the beauty that happens because the thread was used to build something beautiful. Our lives are like that. We're that single piece of thread and we don't know what our purpose is. or We may never see our purpose, but we have a purpose. And if we don't see our purpose, when we live this life according to Christ, what's done for Christ will always last. We may not see the effect of our lives in this lifetime, but the world will feel the effect of our lives in this lifetime, whether it was for good or whether it was for evil. So don't ever think your life does not matter because it does. You just can't see. But I promise you, you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He'll show you every step of the way that you need to take. And when you get to the end of your life, you can look back and see how far you've come. And you can't do anything but give God the glory and praise for that. That was for somebody. Like I said, that was for somebody. Um, That might be the podcast right there. <laughs> that might be it right there. We come back for part three. <laughs> well, um, So Elijah, he, like I said, he rattled all of this stuff out to the Lord and the Lord showed him these things. Um, and then the Lord said, okay, so why are you here again? Why, why are you here again? What, what's the reason for you being in this cave? Like why? And Elijah, you know, and I said this last week closing, have you ever had your parent ask you to repeat what you said? Do you actually repeat what you say? Nah, because you realize quickly if I repeat what I say, I'm going to get in trouble. I mean, I'm already going to get in trouble, but I'm being in trouble. You know what I'm saying? So, Elijah couldn't read the room. And he repeated everything he said verbatim. And so, what the Lord did, <laughs> which is funny. It's funny to me. But it's like he straight disregarded what Elijah said. He gave Elijah a set of instructions. The Lord listened to Elijah with his complaints again and then he gave him instructions he didn't even address what elijah said he didn't address it he gave elijah instructions the first one was when you leave from this cave go on a pathway to the wilderness of damascus that was instruction number one number two anoint haziel to be king over syria number three anoint jehu to be king over israel number four anoint elisha to be your predecessor the Lord had everything set up so that way, if he needed Haziel and Jehu to handle business, they would get it done. And if they couldn't, Elisha would. Told y'all the page is going to turn. <laughs> now, this is the funny part because after the instructions, then the Lord responded to Elijah's rent. And back to that verse I was looking for. In Matthew 7 and 22, before I continue with this lesson, <laughs> Matthew 7 and 22, it says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works? Uh-oh. What did Elijah just do? I did this. I did that. I did that. He, he listed off his whole resume to the Lord. Like the Lord didn't know what he already did. And then Matthew chapter 7 and verse 22, it says, many 
will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you work, you that work iniquity. Because <sighs> in verse 21, it says, Not everyone that saith to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my father, which is in heaven. Yes, Elijah did the Lord's will. But his heart posture. And I believe this is the same here with these people who are not going to be going into the king wait a minute i i donated all of this money to you i did this for you i i did i did that in your name i prophesied in your name lord i cast out devils in your name jesus what what are you talking about i can't come in that heart posture because were you doing it for the glory of the lord or were you doing it to please man mm. because see it's a lot of different jesus's out there but it's only one jesus see you can't listen to everybody who claims Jesus, you know, because, I mean, you just can't. That's why the Bible says you have to try the spirit, whether it be of God. Every There are a lot. Listen, and people who say they worship God, okay, which one? Because there's a lot of gods in the world. Because I believe the Hindu religion has over 2,000 gods that they worship. So, which God are you talking about? <laughs> are you talking about the God of Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Like, are you talking about that one? Or are you talking about a different one? You talking about El Shaddai? You talking about Jehovah Nisi? Jehovah Rapha? You talking about that God? Or are you talking about, I don't know, Buddha? You talk, Which one are you talking about? Are you talking about the iPhone? Because which, which God are you talking about? Yeah. So... Pay attention to your heart posture when you do things for the Lord because that's going to come back. You're going to have to give an account. We have to give an account for every single word that we say. Every idle word that we say, we're going to have to give an account for it. And Lord knows I done said plenty of idle words. Lord, I, I don't even want to give an account for them. Like, can we just skip that? I was wrong. Because, <laughs> oh my gosh. um, Yeah. So Elijah, you know, and that's what made me think of that verse because I'm like, mm, that's what it sounds like. I did this, I did, but were you doing it for, and I do honestly believe that Elijah was doing it for the glory of the Lord. However, you know how you do stuff for the Lord after a while you start thinking that it was because of you. And I actually had to check myself the other day because I invited some people to church and I, like I told y'all, I do the sound and everything. I do the sound and um stuff and I was like, oh, what song do I need to play? And I had stopped myself. I said, hold up. What up? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you trying to find a song that should these people come to church, they're going to be impressed? And that thing convicted me. And I'm glad I was able to check myself that way. Because before, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been checking myself. But I'm glad the Lord allowed me to check myself that way because that is very crucial your heart posture it's your heart posture like especially for me i have to make sure i am like i pray like lord hide me behind the cross so no one even sees me doing this stuff back here i don't want any credit because all the glory goes to you like because it's very easy especially in the music um ministry of churches to think that it's you causing the move of god <laughs> no it's not the lord allowed himself to be in the presence of the people he didn't have to be there and he does what he wants to do because he's god it's not because of our gifts or our talents that you know gets god going gets the people moving no 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 he just uses us as his vessels to get the job done but we are never to think that it is because of us and because of our talents and gifts that ushers no 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 mm -mm. it's because we're being obedient to his will obedience is better than sacrifice
when we're obedient, the Lord blesses. That's how that works. Oof. I had to check myself. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I, I, I don't like inviting people to church because of that reason. Because if I know you're coming, that kind of triggers that. So it's like, if you're going to come to my church, just come to my church and let me be surprised. Like, ah, because I'd rather you, I'd rather not even know that you're there. So that way I can be focused and in tune with the Holy Spirit because I don't want any distractions at all. Because it's like, oh, to quench the Holy Spirit and you're in the music ministry is, is devastating to me. It's devastating because that's a heavy responsibility um, to be in. That's a heavy position to be in because, oop. Well, I don't know whose alarm is going on. I don't know whose alarm is going off out there. That's funny. But um, yeah, it's an alarm. I guess that was the Lord. Like, yes, it's a warning. It's a heavy position to be in. So anyway, um, the Lord told Elijah after Elijah did that second response that was the same. Um, and after the Lord gave the instructions, he responded to Elijah's rant. And he said, oh, by the way, I have 7,000 prophets who have, who will not and have not bowed to the idols. Boom. <laughs> oh, wow. I feel like sometimes we think of all the things we've done for the Lord and we forget the reason the Lord used us in that way is because we chose to be obedient that time. Mm. Think of the times we weren't obedient. We will never see the missed opportunities we could have been used by the Lord because of our disobedience. Well, I believe we will see those missed opportunities when um, we stand before the Lord in that day. I believe he's going to show us every missed opportunity. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why there are going to be tears in heaven. Like he's going to have to wipe those tears from our eyes. I know I'm going to cry. I'm like, man, that was an opportunity. Oh my gosh, if I would have just... Yeah, I think we're going to see it. I think he's going to allow us to see it in that day. Um, That was my dog. She's she's sick of me talking. <laughs> um, Unless the Lord tells us, but I feel like he will show us on the great day. Like I said, um, also what the Lord told Elijah... I have 7,000 on reserve who are ready. Why is that? In case Elijah didn't obey the orders the Lord had given him, the Lord has 7,000 possibles to choose from. Many are called, but few are chosen. Don't ever think the Lord needs you to get his work done in the earth realm. He always has possibles in his hand. Whew. Ezekiel 14 and 22. Yet behold, there therein shall be left a, a remnant that shall be brought forth, both sons and daughters. There's a day coming. And to be honest, it's already here. There are so many voices, so many prophets, quote unquote prophets. And everyone has a quote unquote word. But is it the word, Jesus Christ? Is it that word? But the Lord has a remnant of kingdom men and women he is bringing out in this hour to speak the truth. The people that many believe are men and women of God are going to be exposed. God is judge. He puts down one and sets up another. This remnant of kingdom men and women are not playing with the word at all. They will be the people no one declared the next big thing they will be the ones who were looked over tossed aside mm. but that's okay the lord has been watching you and he's about to bring you out center stage so the world can see his glory revealed through you in verse 19 i think that's verse 19 of chapter 19 of first kings it says after the instructions after um the realization he ain't the only one 
<laughs> what does Elijah do? He disobeyed the Lord. Partial disobedience is still disobedience. Of the three people the Lord told Elijah to anoint, he only anointed Elisha. He never went to anoint Jehu, and he never went to anoint um the other person that I, I'm trying to find. He never um went to anoint Haziel. So he only anointed Elisha. Okay? Why is that? In my sanctified imagination, I believe Elisha was mad that God told him he wasn't the only one. Because see, when he says, you know, I alone am the only one left, that makes him special. <laughs> and as my pastor says, we're not God's little lollipops. We're not his special little lollipops. Okay? Any vessel that is willing can be used. God used a donkey to speak to someone to get them to stop doing what they were doing. Yes, that is in the Bible. A donkey actually talked. God will use any vessel that is obedient to get his to get the job done in this earth realm for him. I'm listen. I don't want to rock the cry out for me, as the old folks say. I don't want the flowers to cry out for me. But God will use those things to praise him if we refuse to. Because he's going to get the praise. You can you can bet your bottom dollar. He's gonna get he's gonna get the praise. He's gonna get all the glory. If he gotta use the flowers, if he has to use the trees, if he has to use the grass blades, he's going to do whatever to get give he's gonna get praise. He's gonna get glory and honor. I want to do it willingly. I want to glorify my father willingly. I don't want him to have to force me to do it. I don't want him to have to allow things to happen for me to turn my face to him. I want to do it willingly. I don't want to have to be forced into submit. He doesn't, and that's the thing, he doesn't he doesn't force us, but he will allow things to happen to bring us closer to him. I don't want that. <laughs> I'd rather just do it on my own. I'm not saying he causes stuff on part. No, that's no, because remember, we got an adversary, okay? But the adversary got to check in with the Lord. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go read Job. Go read Job. The enemy had to check in with the Lord to find out if he could if he could um try Job. He has to get permission to tempt. He has to get permission to do those things. God doesn't tempt anybody. He doesn't know. So just know that. But I believe Elijah was mad at God because he realizes, oh well, because God just told him like you ain't the only person out here I can use. <laughs> I mean, that's not the King James version. That's my version of it. Um, but that's what that's in essence. That's what he's saying. You're not the only person I can use. I got seven thousand other prophets out here. That's just as diligent, just as obedient as you are. I mean, think about that. Let's also think about Jesus's mom, Mary. I mean, let's just if she wouldn't have been obedient, if she wasn't willing, I'm pretty sure God has somebody else lined up. I, I, I'm just saying, like, it's his will is going to get done, whether you fall in line to do it when he calls you or not. His will is going to get done. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have seen, and I, I'm just thinking because I can't give you an example right now off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure there have been times in my life where the Lord told me to do something and I refused and he had somebody else do it in front of me. Ooh. I'm pretty sure, and I get an example, I'll tell you, but yeah, and I, and if if there hasn't been, but I'm pretty sure there are, you probably can think of times where the Lord told you to do something, you said, I'm not doing that, and then he had somebody else do it right in front of you, or you asked God for something, and he was giving it to you in a way that you didn't think he should have gave it to you, same thing, same thing. We've missed out on blessings because it didn't come the way we wanted it to look. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I wrote in my notes, I don't know if Elijah was forgetful or if he was overwhelmed by all of the information the Lord had just dropped on him, but I kind of feel Elijah was mad 
at the Lord and was talking and talking it out, you know, uh, <laughs> having a tantrum or taking it out and having a tantrum. I just feel Elijah was like, since you have 7,000 prophets, get someone else to do it. <laughs> uh, those first two anointings have nothing to do with me. Had, uh, how are they going to benefit me? So Elijah could have been thinking like that too. How are those first two people that I anoint? How is that going to help me? The only thing that's really going to benefit me is to anoint Elisha. So I'm just going to go anoint him. I'm not going to worry about the other two. That's not what God told him to do. <laughs> that's why. That's not what God told. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about this, maybe that's why God had the chariot of fire come pick him up because. He's like, if I leave you here any longer, you're not going to make it in. Let me go pick you up real quick and spin you, take you around the block because you acting up. I, I'm just I'm just making this stuff up in my head, but I, I just kind of feel like, because Elijah never died. He was taken up by a chariot of fire. There's no death of Elijah here. It's only two people in the Bible who didn't like, quote unquote, die. And that was, and I say quote unquote die because it just sounds good to say quote unquote. Um, Enoch and Elijah. Of course, we have John. There's no recorded death of John. But Enoch and Elijah, like Elijah got swept up. He got caught up in a chariot of fire. Don't ask me where the chariot went. Don't ask me where it came from. I know it came from the Lord. That's about it. I don't know if they went. Yeah, I don't know where they went. I don't know if they got on 95. I don't know what they, I don't know. <laughs> I was not here. I did not see that. But I just know Elijah got caught up and his mantle fell and Elijah picked it up and he parted the water and went through the, you know, like that's all I know. All right. So, um, yeah, Elijah, he dropped the ball on that. I really feel like he was mad at God and he felt some kind of way. He was like, get somebody else to do it. Then since you got all these people, they can go annoying them. That's, I feel like that was his attitude. Um, it doesn't excuse what the Lord told him to do. He could have been frustrated. He could have been feeling all, like, that's fine, but do what I said do. And he didn't do it. I've had to tell my students after we have a quote unquote talk, look, be mad with me all you want, but don't let your grade suffer because you're mad at the moment. You still have a job to do. Take that anger and get this work done. Your anger, you being upset because I've asked you to do something. You still got to do the work. I had a student, she ref she just refused to work because I had to get on to her. I mean, I'm teaching high school, so you know, attitudes, but it is what it is. And I, I straight up told her, I said, look, baby, um, be mad at me, but you're being you being mad at me is not hurting me it's hurting your grade because now you're not passing my class because you refuse to do the work for the whole week you've been missing class you've been doing all this other stuff because you're still mad at me from something that happened last week and what's going to happen is you're going to end up being in summer school because you failed my class so be mad but get your work done and you know what that child brought her grade back up and she passed my class love her love her she's an amazing student but I had to tell her that. And sometimes we need to be told that too by our brothers and sisters in Christ. Hey, um, I know you frustrated. Get over it and get the job done. Get over it and get to praying. Get over it and get back in your word. Because the longer you sit there mad at God, you're going to miss your opportunity. You're going to miss it and you're going to have to go around this whole thing all over again because you decided to be stubborn and didn't want to do what he told you to do. So get over it and get to work. Like I had a whole rant session yesterday because the enemy is attacking me and I can see it's like I'm on the cusp of getting into something the Lord is ordained. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, Lord, why I got to fight every time the door get the door just open a crack. And here we go with this foolishness. Like, my gosh, Lord, like why I gotta keep going through this? Why I got I said, I'ma do it. I'ma do what you said do. 
it's just the point of why I just can't walk in and though why I got to jump through hoops and stuff. What? And like I was mad, and like I said, I know the Lord accounts for our humanness, and He knows that we're going to get frustrated. He knows we're going to get mad. We know we're going to get upset. And I wasn't mad at God. I was mad at the enemy. That's really what I was mad at. I just wanted to know the structure of what the enemy was doing. Like what? What is the purpose of this attack? What is the purpose of this? Because if I understand the purpose of it, then it helps me to go through a little bit easier. I don't like it, but I'm gonna still go through a little bit easier. Sometimes we ain't gonna get those answers. A lot of times I don't get the I, the Lord don't tell me nothing. He just like just hush and do what I told you to do. Just go through it. Just go through it. <laughs> go through it and come out on the other side and you'll see the purpose then. I'm not telling you the purpose of this right now. Like wait, go do what I said do. You know, that's like asking your mama, why we gotta do this? Because I said so. And I know as a child, that does not help us. But if you keep asking your mama, what she gonna do? Okay, so I was like, I'm gonna do it, Lord, but I just need like 15 minutes to rent because I just need 15 minutes. If you can just give me 15 or 10, I'll be done. And you know what? After I said everything I said, I said, Lord, thank you so much for listening because I was mad. But I'm not mad at you. I'm just mad at the enemy. I'm tired of him, sick of him. So I'm gonna go do what you told me to do. Thank you. And I kept it moving. I'm doing the thing that I know I needed to do. And I have peace about the whole situation now. And to be honest, a lot of the times the Lord tells us to do stuff. And we like, why well, I got to do that? What? But you know what? When you do what he told you to do, it'll bring you peace. He'll give you peace in the middle of the storm. You'll be able to sleep. You know how well I slept last night. Y'all, I was knocked out so much. I couldn't even answer. I couldn't even turn my alarm clock off this morning. I slept so good. I slept like a baby. But that's because I'm being obedient to what the Lord told me to do. He told me to do something and I'm doing it. Praise God. It, y'all don't know how long it took me to get to this point. Whew. I'm telling you. Be obedient to God. So. I can't even judge Elijah. Because how many times has the Lord asked me or told me to do something and I've literally said, nah, I don't want to, nope. <sighs> I know the Lord been sick of me for a while because Elijah, I see myself. Okay, well, I know you just gave me the instructions to do this, but I'm going to find out and do it this way. Why are we like this? Like, rebellion is the sin of witchcraft it, it is it is literally witchcraft because you are forcing your you are refusing to do what you're supposed to do and you're trying to then you start using manipulation to try and circumvent what you were originally told to do that's that's witchcraft Rebe rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft that's what the bible says so when you are disobedient you're acting in rebellion because you're not obeying what was given to you and you're acting i mean it's the sin of witchcraft Stop doing that. We got to do better. Especially in these last and evil days. We cannot afford to be disobedient to God's word. We cannot afford to waste time. We can't afford to do. We can't afford it. We just can't. <sighs> so. Yeah. I'm done. This is this episode is done. We're done with this. <laughs> We're done. My dog is snoring. You know, like we're done. We're done here. Okay. So with that being said, I hope y'all enjoyed this. I know it was a lot going on. I had to pause the thing because I heard something fall. I was like, what in the world is happening? I, I don't know what it was. I hope it wasn't nothing that I had to pay for because it's like, I can't, I just can't. But <laughs> I hope y'all enjoyed these, this part one and part two of this lesson. God always has possibles because he does. But you want to be the one that he uses as a vessel because just be obedient. When God can trust you to do what he tells you to do, it is, y'all, it's a beautiful thing. I can't even explain it. No, I'm not perfect. I still mess up sometimes. Sometimes I drag my feet on what he tells me to do. But it's not as bad as it used to be. I'm better than what I used to be. And praise God for that. 
I'm a work in progress. And I don't say that to make excuses for my behavior or anything. I literally see the growth. I see the growth. I see where I came from and how the Lord delivered me, how he saved me and how he's using me to be a blessing to others. And it is y'all. It makes me cry. Um, I told y'all to check out my article on Hallmark. It's called It's the Trash for Me. Y'all, please check that out. It is. Who I can't believe I wrote that. <laughs> I went back to read it. I said, oh my gosh, this is so ghetto. Um, it's on Hallmark Mahogany. So please check that out. Um, or I guess you could type in It's the Trash for Me on Google. And um, the article will pull up. Also, my book, Blessed is She That Believe, is the relaunch of that book. I am so excited. I'm taking pre-orders now on my website, www.blessedishethatbelieve.com. Um, please pre-order your books. They're $10 right now. Yes, I'm doing a shameless plug. This is my show. I'm doing a shameless plug. Um, they're $10 right now. So after June, no more pre-orders. You will just be buying the book for $20 plus tax. Go ahead and buy the book, pre-order the book now. So you don't have to pay all of that money. I know you don't want to pay that. Inflation's going up. So um, make sure you get a copy of the book. Also, I am going to be um, releasing another book probably in August or September. It is called Declarations to Fight Anxiety and Doubt. Y'all, that book was such a blessing to me. And it is um, 40 days of... Uh, scriptures and just little blurbs okay um, there will also be a note section so you can write in it and journal however you want to so um, make sure you watch out for that I'll let you know when that gets ready to drop I'll be doing pre-order sales of that soon um, yeah it's a lot of stuff going on it's a lot of stuff going on in my life I'm really busy at this point in time and I'm kind of figuring trying to figure out why but hey the Lord tells me to move I move so, um, I hope y'all have a great rest of your work week. Um, I pray that you are safe and you are staying hydrated and cool in this summertime heat. I will talk to y'all next time. Bye.